No, it's just okay to honor your feelings. Even if the other person is not feeling the same way as you and not going through the same exact things, you know, that's their path. That's their fucking journey. That's none of your business. You get to do you and live your life and, and have your emotions that are special to you. Pretend so. to be drunk, go outside of her house, <laughs> and be like, you left all of this. You're never going to get it back. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo, and this is my co-host slash husband, Steve Green. That's what everyone calls him. He, they I, don't call him anything else. I'm waving right now. And you guys know in your hearts what you call me, so that's all that matters. What do they call you? They just said it out loud. Good for you guys. I thought you way said it in their hearts. We're to stick it with the movement. The movement? Yeah. It's a movement? Your name has to be a movement? a movement? It's a brand. All right, well... We have some more questions that have been submitted to the podcast email. And if you don't know what that is, it's podcast at Nikki.limo. It's just like my name, but there's like a dot in between. Pretty tight. Pretty sick. It's what the people call me. It's Nikki Limo. Nikki.limo. That's good branding. Nikki.limo. Yeah, Nikki.limo. It's a good yeah. nickname. Better than .org. True. Way to burn those fucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good job. Fucking <laughs> Nikki.org burned. Ah, stupid. Uh, but just a reminder, we are not experts on any of the questions you are submitting. We just hope to shed some light on some shit they may not have told you that we wish they would have. I am a cryptocurrency expert, though. I will say that. When it's up, you do feel that way. I do. Yeah. When it's down, I'm still a cryptocurrency expert. But, oh, really? Um, but I, 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 I take my, uh, I take my sign off my window. <laughs> You're like, uh, lunch break. Yeah, closed. <laughs> Currently, Currently on closed. lunch. All right, so the first question, and I'm going to try to not pick too many relationship questions, so we'll, tr we'll try to start with a different subject matter. I know a lot of the questions that get submitted are relationship questions, but this one is how to train memory. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Recently, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast. You are so funny and smart, and you always make my day. Thanks, Nikki and Steve. Oh, my God, you're so sweet. Oh, um, we love you. Thank we you. We love you. Sounds like we are experts at something. Being super Being funny nice and super and fucking smart. Yeah. So I am quite young, 26 years old. Okay, brag about it. Wow, you're not that well, young. Okay, okay. You're, actually, I think you're, you're old. You're like in your late 20s. What do you think of that? <laughs> fucking old. Okay, I am already, okay, so I'm quite young and I'm already forgetful. I attribute this to low self-esteem and always feeling dumb around people. This makes it a bit harder for me to learn new things since I always think about how I would use that new information and if I would embarrass myself. Pretty sad. So I would like to ask you guys if you have any tips on how I can train my memory and get rid of the feeling that people are better than me and the information on any topic they possess is more valuable than what I know. I love you. Hiana. Memory is such an interesting thing to have lack of confidence about. Yeah, that is. I don't think I've ever quite heard this particular you're very unique question. out there. You are. I feel like in my head they are separate things. I do too. Because Steve sucks at memory. Like fucking oh, yeah. sucks oh, at yeah. it. Can't remember how to get places. Can't no. remember our address. Can't remember people's names. I don't know where can't I am. Can't remember a lot of things. It's surprising that he remembers who his wife is because I don't know. I don't, well, he when must you be, wear glasses, I it confused. must be sent. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think you're dumber. I don't think you're dumb when you can't. <laughs> quite the list. When Thank you can't you. remember uh, things. But nobody in the world, and you know this, pays yeah. more attention to people than I do. And you're gonna, yeah, exactly. And remembering things about people too. Yes. So I'm good at that. Right. If they stand out, because some people you just full on don't even remember that you met them ever. 
Well, that's different. Because right. we probably didn't have a, like a deep conversation or anything. Yeah. It was probably just very And by light. the way, I do the same thing. I'm just fucking busting your yeah, balls. I, I, I love it. Uh, but no, I, I am more in charge of reminding him who people are and who we've talked to before and what we know them from. Um, I'm not better than anybody. I just don't genuinely don't remember these things. And it doesn't mean you don't find them important. I think that like Correct. sometimes people get offended that that you don't remember them. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that it's because you didn't think they were important. I think it's just we do meet a lot of people in um well, it's in also in the industry. The industry, yeah. There's a lot of people out there. But and there's also people that watch your videos and they think they have a personal connection to you and they think that because they know you so well that you must know them upon first. And meeting. they do know me very well yeah. if they watch my stuff. So mm -hmm. that that's and I love it. So yeah. I, I don't I don't uh yeah, it just sucks if they feel offended because I don't remember them for for something. Yeah. Um but I just have a notoriously horrible memory at that. Right. But I but so for the for you I think that maybe maybe your memory issue is maybe what we're talking about here, where mm. like you can not remember things about people or something, and that can make you feel like yeah. you're distant from people. It's hard to it's hard to know without having this person here to talk to. Totally. I mean, in general, if you want to improve memory, there there are different exercises and like brain games you can do. I know it doesn't sound sexy, but no. there are different apps that you can train memory. You can learn to remember things better it's it's mostly to do with a visual connection to things or word association yeah that works exactly. for me really well i i to this day know every single capital of every south american country because of a word that's association crazy thing. Yeah, i know that i did i was probably 15 years old when when we did that in my spanish class but yet this guy that that loves your work and everything you do and you've met him eight times uh no, idea who he is. no clue <laughs> he's like i'm your lawyer I'm like, I, that actually did happen. I know. I just remembered that. That's what came to mind. That was horrible. He's like, I don't fucking know. He's like, I'm actually your lawyer. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. That was classic. Thankfully, I really haven't funny. needed to have a lawyer very much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I feel like there's two separate things going on. One is the slow self-esteem problem and you thinking people that are, are you thinking people that are who think people are better than you. Look at words are easy um, when they're not. Uh, but then you're also relating it to that they have a better memory or the things that they know are more important than the things that you know. I can see the second one. Um, I feel like sometimes um, I feel like if I researched something and then someone else is talking about it, I immediately put them on a pedestal, not even knowing anything that they've researched. Oh, that's interesting. But I'm like, well, they must know more because they're so confidently speaking about it. And even though I've done a lot of research on it, like maybe I don't know shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Totally, totally been there before. We actually did a whole episode on imposter syndrome that I think you'd find quite helpful. It was the last episode. You should definitely listen to that. Definitely check it out. Because you sound like a real big imposter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably a fraud. So you should check it out. <laughs> No, but I really hope it it helps you. And um, yeah, I mean, don't don't worry. I feel like twenty six. It doesn't matter what your age is. You people are forgetful. Yeah. I realize, and you have to remember, you're old, right? Twenty six. You're old. And you're so old. Your memory's not gonna be as good as when you're sprightly. You're, you're four years away from thirty. Actually, yeah. less than four years, depending on when your birthday was. Like the farther away you get from it, it's like three and a half years now, probably. See, that's what you get for calling yourself young like that. <laughs> Don't give yourself compliments like that. We will take them from you. We will take them. Your brain's already been fully developed for like a year. <laughs> yeah, well, you you peaked last year. <laughs> <laughs>
freaking roasting Yana. No, we, we love, love you, you, Yana. Thank you. Thank you, Yana. Yeah, the information that people possess is not more valuable than what you know. But um, I, I, I like that you're on that side of wanting to learn more and understand more yeah, you, than the other side that thinks they know everything. Exactly. Yeah. So, hope that helped. Um, next, I'm an emotional debater, too. Anonymous, please. Aw. Hi, Nikki and Steve. Love you guys. Love the podcast. Compliments abound, etc. Thank you. Thank you. Tell your friends. Thank uh, you. This isn't a question about a specific scenario. I just wanted to know more about this tension point you previously identified with Nikki being an emotional debater and Steve not being one. Hey, that happened only a couple times. Well, it's true. I didn't realize it till it was pointed out, and then I changed my ways. But anyway, for some background, I'm 25. I've had a few serious relationships so far, and I've been with my current boyfriend for about a year. We vibe really well, want a lot of the same things out of our lives right now, and are thriving in co-quarantine. So it's going really well. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah, that's great. You should call him your current boyfriend, too. <laughs> you like, oh, this is my current boyfriend, Adam. <laughs> As opposed to my next one or my, my yeah, well, previous one. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, we run into this shitty scenario once in a while where we'll start off having an interesting conversation that turns into a debate that ultimately slips into this fuzzy territory where he thinks we're still having a fun debate while I find myself emotional slash distressed and then ultimately confused on my own reaction by my own reaction. Then our communication quickly unravels and we end up clumsily arguing about how we even got there. It's not ever about anything personally. It personal, it honestly is usually over random things like our interpretations of some specific element of a movie or the fate of human life on earth or something. So it's not so much about the content as it is about the debate style. Okay, actually this I do relate to. Yeah, this happens to us all the time. Uh, I thought she was talking about making emotional points oh, in a debate. Okay. Right? Not that not the feeling of the actual debating part. Uh too long didn't read was I want to know more about your experience with emotional versus not emotional debaters in a relationship and how you've worked through those differences to become more in tune with one another cheers and stay sane weepy debate girl i i think it's honestly due to just wanting to uh really understand each other yes i want to yeah. have your back you want to have my back yeah that's really what it is and and i mean it took years to get through those breakthroughs yeah. too so be patient for sure as long as you both want to have each other's backs and you both are trying to understand each other i think you'll get there and not to say that it doesn't still happen sometimes, you know, but we um, are able to catch it more quickly. Yeah, we can catch it way yeah. quick now. And we're both aware about our own triggers. So, so yeah, Steve definitely has fun debating. and I he'll, love it. He, and he'll, he won't even realize when something slips into a debate. No. Or when I feel like, well, I don't want to argue right now. Right. You know, like, and he it gets mixed up. Like, there's mixed It's very stimulating for me, and it's very fun. Yeah. And, uh, and that doesn't mean it's fun for the other person. And so I just try to be mindful of, first of all, what her face looks like during it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are watching this show right now on YouTube. You Maybe you could check it out. But um, when Nikki, when I'm debating, quote unquote, Nikki, and it's not fun for her anymore, she'll have a look on her face like, and I'm supposed to pick up on that, right? Like, yeah. But I haven't in the I'm past. I'm uncomfortable. I haven't in the past. I have, instead yeah. of doing that, I'm I'm just listening to the points being made and right. I'm playing with those points, right? Like the toys. And instead of doing that, you have to you have to remember that this is a human being that you're talking to sometimes and you're not just that talking didn't ideas. Volunteer into a, a debate room. Right. Yeah. And didn't prep for it. Yeah. And maybe didn't just read what I had just read or yes. whatever. It's yes. not fair. Exactly. And it's not nice if you're gonna I don't want first of all I my idea in a debate is not to beat the other person. It is, right. it is simply to hear the other person out. And it's stimulating because you're like, does that match what I've read and you right. know, and what I know? And like, 
do they know something else that I maybe I didn't know? And I get when debate is stimulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I come into a debate fully prepared, then I am also stimulated. Because I can't wait to talk about it, especially if it's on a subject matter that I've uh, like read a lot about like where I'm like I can't believe you read a lot about it too and I can't wait to discuss things with you and you have a different opinion than me and why is that and I love that yes I don't love when I didn't know I was entering that sort of conversation and I don't know very much about the subject other than like minor surface things maybe that I heard maybe and I didn't get to prepare it and so I haven't formed my opinion yet yeah and even dude I mean one time me and Nikki got into it because of uh we were about to move into our new place that we got. And uh, I just wanted to have control over my office. I want. I just wanted my office to be mine. I didn't want... Nikki wanted to put a bed in my office. Oh, we hadn't even put an offer on this place yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then we're, we're kind of together and we're visualizing. Yeah, we're like, we're excited about it. We're like, this is definitely the one. Yeah. And it is the one. We've lived there for two years yeah. now and we love it. And Nikki is just being playful. This is a... This is a time where Nikki was just being playful. Yeah, true. And I took it too serious because I felt like I didn't have anywhere in our current apartment at the time. You had an office at the time. Yeah. I had the couch in the living room. Yeah. So I could be, I could dink, dink around and write on my laptop. With. Yeah. Because originally I worked from home and you worked at Maker Studios. Yeah. So we didn't, we didn't both work at home. Right. Yeah. So then uh, when I was working from home. It was like I'm 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 the couch uh, writer now. Yeah. And so I wanted to have a space of my own to fucking control that would be my space. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you wanted to you're like well we can put a bed in every room and then when when we have we can have family over for Christmas and everyone will have a place to stay and I'm like I don't want to fuck a bed in the room I want my own room I want to be able to put a table in there because when me and uh, Mike write. We like to have a table to put a laptop on top of that we can plug into that plugs into a TV or whatever. And I knew that if I had a bed in there, I probably couldn't do that easily. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we got into a fucking huge thing. Well, because, and part of this was, um, I saw there's this bonus room area that I'm like, that could be your office. It's more than enough space. You could put a table, you could put a desk, chair, like a computer, you could close the doors. Yep. And then the other room can be a guest room with a bed in it. It's not in your personal space. And it makes sense because it's an ensuite and there's a laundry room there. Like the laundry would probably bother you if that was your office. Um, and so I, in my head, it perfectly made sense that this would be your office was the bonus room. And that the other room could be a, a full functioning guest room. Right. And I didn't know how you couldn't see it any other way. And yeah, and, uh, yeah I didn't get. I, I, and, and at that point, I was still being playful, like kind of just envisioning things. And you kind of got like. Uh, Dude, I was more. fucking smacking the ball out of your hands. Yeah. You and it was in front of it was in front of our real estate real estate uh real estate broker yeah a little bit in front of him but then also when we got in the car we were fucking it was like it was like i was melting down on it yeah which is you know it was really just about me not feeling like i was in control of anything yeah because i had been relegated to a couch for a year and a half mm-hmm. but but that we found that right mm-hmm. like through the conversation of what was going on it's like oh that's what this is really about right it's what's the about... underlying issue yeah and you had my back you wanted to understand what was going on you weren't just like you're feeling fucking stupid just put a fucking stupid bed in the room yeah and we actually found a great solution in the middle where we have a couch in there now that turns into a bed yeah sick. but um yeah it's just one of those things where because we want to understand each other we can work through things yeah exactly and what is really like uh important to your relationship is it being right in a debate or is it 
um, that you want to have, you know, you make your partner feel validated and, and safe. Yeah. Yeah. And having each other's backs. Like, because in the end, it wasn't really a big deal that I was like, it isn't really a big deal that that's not a guest room, but it just fits so perfectly in my head that like, why would you want it any other way? Right. And I'm like, well, we don't have like guests coming over right now. That was just a future thing. And I also felt like I would sacrifice my office to be a baby's room. And so I was like, well, why can't you sacrifice your office to be a guest room? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, it and it hasn't been a problem at all. No. Like, and we've lived there for two years now. Never even came up one time since then. Yeah. And then there was there was a time, I remember specifically a most recent time where I feel like we had a big breakthrough, was um, I don't like it during social situations. When I'm in social situations, I already, if it's with close friends, I'm just trying to relax and just, like, have a good time and not, like, really get into anything debate worthy yeah. and it came up in a social situation I got embarrassed because I just didn't want to be debating and I was trying to shut it down the more I was like I don't want to debate right now the more you're like this isn't a debate it's blah 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 mm-hmm. uh, we were playing a game of coup and everyone was drunk yeah. and Steve didn't understand board, the rules and thought that he beat me game. at something and he didn't beat me at something but then he needed to know why I was like I'll just brush it off because you're drunk. And then he needed to know why he didn't beat me at that thing. And then when I tried to explain it, he was asking me asking me why I cared so much about it. Yeah. And I felt very gaslit, but it wasn't your intention. No, I it just was... really wanted to understand. And, and and But point being is that I wasn't having your back because you were giving me signals of like, hey, well, I, I don't want to do this in front of friends. Yeah, well, first you wanted to understand. And then when I tried to explain it, you were like, well, why are you taking this so seriously? Right. So that's why I was like, well, do you want to do you want to know or do you want to debate? I don't understand. Right. Yeah. And then that was when it became a, a thing. And then we talked about it the next morning. And that's when you thought you slam dunked. Oh, my God. That was, so sick. that was so sick, dude. Next morning, I was like, this chick fucking yelled at me about a board game last night. I'm like, she's going to come down the stairs. She's going to walk in my office and she's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm fucking I was silly. And so she comes down the stairs and she's standing in the kitchen. I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. I leaned out from my computer chair, like rolled back (laughs) looking at her. And I'm like, are you ready to apologize? And her face fucking could have burned a hole through the wall, dude. Like (laughs) it was like I just talked to a guy who just spent all night fighting Godzilla. (laughs) And I asked him, I was like, how was your night? Like, I mean, this chick. With like the audacity. She's like, how fucking dare you? And then we fucking went into it about last night. It was great. It was great. It was an awesome time. We're Well, what was great about it is actually through this, I'm, I understand you even better. And this happened like, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. I understand you even better now because we went through that. So all these little squibbles and arguments you have, they can be very productive for your relationship. Totally. Because the I, I honestly think that that is why our relationship gets stronger every year is not because we're so lovey-dovey all the time and that's like the romantic aspect is what is making it so strong that's a part of it but i feel like it's actually during our bad moments like our worst moments where we got in 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 arguments the way that we worked through it together is what made it stronger and the way that we came out the other end understanding each other deeper has what's is what's made it stronger that i feel like by the time we have kids like I fully understand him and he fully understands me and that I could probably just make a face and he'll know what, what I want. Yeah, for sure. You and make noises too and I know what you that's want. That's true. 
And that's, I mean, that's not even a lie, folks. <laughs> or even the way, like the way I'll say a word, like a connotation yep. on something, like a, uh, or not a connotation, but the the inflection that I have on something, you're like, oh, I'll leave you alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I didn't even say it. I, I just, pay attention. I said good morning. So that's what I mean. I forget, look, I do, I do forget a lot of things. Yeah. But not with you and not with my friends. Yeah. That's for damn sure. So what do you think of that? I just like that we're a team. Yeah. Like, I'm Michael Jordan. You're Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Michael Jordan couldn't have won those fucking championships <laughs> without Scottie Pippen. Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen. Well, That's I'm not Michael... fair. No, what are you talking about? You're going to be the best? Scottie Pippen was really good. Yeah, well, he wasn't the best. He was fucking he number two. He wasn't the legend. <laughs> Man, it's so cool to be Scottie Pippen. Good it's for like, you. It's like how I'm Batman and you're Robin. You're right. It's just like a team. It's I'm like, not, wait, I'm not it's like you're you're Robin and you look really good in red and I'm Batman and I have lots of gadgets and I'm really cool. Look, I've loved Batman since I was a little kid. Please don't say that I'm Robin. You're Robin. Hey, Mark, can we cut that part? Because it makes me look really bad. I think Thank I, you. Thank I think you, I understand you pretty well and I think you're more of a Robin. Cut that part too, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thanks. All right. So, yeah, just try to understand each other better and, and what uh, what specific triggers, like notice in the, if you can in the beginning of when that starts to happen, you start dipping there, what exactly happened at that moment that maybe triggered you or him? Yeah, I'm right. So I think you, I think if you use that, use all that because that helped us so yeah, freaking much. It really did. Um, OK, this one is from Omar. And it's just titled, I could use some words of encouragement. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Thanks for answering my first question for your Ask Us Anything a few months back. I just got dumped by my girlfriend who I've been seeing since February of this year. And um, yeah, it just really sucks because I've never had a functioning relationship before. And I'm crying as I write this. So I keep telling myself, don't trip because she's definitely not crying about it. So why should I? I don't know. Can you guys just please give me some good words of encouragement so I can hear them a few months from now when I hear your podcast? Sincerely, your longtime fan, Omar. First Omar. of all, Omar, that was very cynical that, you, that you'd think we're not going to get back to you that quickly. Very <laughs> How dare cynical. you? How could you? Also, you were right. Because if this is in February, I mean, this, you know. No, no. She, he's been seeing her since February. I see. This is actually, this was just sent Sunday. So you'll see this in two weeks. How about that, now? Omar? What, 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 how's that for turning around, Omar? Oh, yeah. You try to, you try to uh, hate on yeah. our show, huh? Hey, you're trying to get at us? Try yeah, what do you think Fire shots here? Um, anyway, I'm very sorry for what you're going through. I don't think you should discount your feelings. Uh, when no. you're going through a breakup, you are actually feeling the same feelings that you feel when you ha going through a loss. You're going through a death because basically it's the death of a relationship you had with someone that you cared very, very much about. You also tend to, when you're going through a loss, romanticize uh, the moments and forget the bad thing. It's actually a coping mechanism, a biological survival coping mechanism that we remember the good more than the bad with someone that we've lost because um, we don't want to like reignite that. Yeah, well, also you can make it while into you're, a, While you're grieving. I hate to make this sound silly, but I really do believe this. Like when, when I got dumped, I came out and told everybody on the internet that love is a cold, dead lie told by thieves. Mm -hmm. And that's very funny to me that, that I got dumped and so now I'm like, love is what thieves tell people or whatever. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a game. It's like a stupid game that I created where I'm like, I'm the guy in the bar who's like, love? <laughs> Never met her. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it became this kind of thing where it's like, I am now this person. I am now this character in the movie or whatever. Like, and it kind of, it kind of takes you out of your body a little bit and makes everything a little more playful than your reality, which is I just got dumped. And it sucks, mm -hmm. you know, 
now it's just a little, go full into it. Just go all the way in, man. If you're gonna be sad boy, go full sad boy. Yeah, you're like you know. Go and, deep dark. I seen some shit. I seen boy. some shit, man. Yeah. I was with a woman a month ago, and now I'm not, and my life is different. I'm on a dark ship now. <laughs> like sailing into the abyss. Or yeah. what, you know, you can you can it's really just about how you look at your situation, man, and you can make it as silly as you want. Because you obviously I think you probably are have a pretty good head on your shoulders. You listen to this program. Yeah. You, you like m- already myself. ahead of the game. You like not you like the ice man and you like you like the ice ma'am. Uh the icebreaker. So you're ahead of people. Breaker you're breaker ahead. one, two, three. And uh yeah, I just, I just think you're probably a, a good dude, man. So don't don't beat yourself up because because that chick was a fucking bitch. <laughs> All right. We don't know her. She's a fucking complete bitch. You stop. Oh. Cutting you off. I'm cutting you off right like, now. No, don't, don't. Um, no, it's just okay to honor your feelings, even if the other person is not feeling the same way as you and not going through the same exact things. You know, that's their path. That's their fucking journey. That's none of your business. You get to do you and live your life and and have your emotions that are special to you. Pretend so. to be drunk, go outside of her house, <laughs> and be like, you left all of this. You're never going to get it back. <laughs> I said <laughs> on our wedding day, uh, I pretended to be so drunk that I married someone I don't think loves me. <laughs> that, wait, when was this? It was on our wedding day. I was like, don't do it. Don't fu-. Uh, It was during the trolley ride. Oh, I was, that's I was right. shouting out the window telling people not to get married that's and that I just right. threw my life away. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That was so fucking fun. It was great. But yeah, man, I mean, I just think that it'd be funny if you showed up outside of her house drunk as fuck, but you're acting drunk. And then you say all that shit. You're like, you'll never get it back. You're never going to see me again. I'll tell you that. You just messed it all up. And then orderly get in your car and drive away. <laughs> she won't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, don't actually be drunk, though. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. you're acting drunk. And then you very orderly get into your car and drive away. <laughs> now that's a fucking story. Yeah, mind trip the hell out of her. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, no, but I I, uh, I hope you are doing better now. Maybe you've eaten enough soup and you've played some Animal Crossing. In the two weeks that we've ignored your question. Now that's some chicken soup for the soul. Soup Aww. and Animal Crossing. Wow. I like that. That's cute. What do they, what do they call that? Uh, what kind of cooking is that? Comfort cooking. Comfort food? Comfort food. Yeah. There's your comfort foods. Yeah. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it. That would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, I hope you enjoyed your comfort food. We are on to the next question. I'm having fun today, by the way, Nikki. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Are you having fun? Good for you, Steve. Thanks. Some people aren't having fun. Well, I'm having fun at least. I'm having fun too, but some people aren't. Some well. people probably exited the video because they're just not having fun. And it has nothing to do with us. I'm not taking it personally, but Me they're either. just not having they're fun. They're just not fun people. That's why. Maybe they'll get there. Maybe if they listen to more of Shit They Don't Tell You, they would get there That's faster. That's true. Okay. Anonymous, please. Spoiled older sibling is the title. Hi. I'm hoping to get some advice on how to deal with a spoiled older sibling. 
<laughs> she doesn't even say hi, Nikki or Steve. She just hi. Wow. Give me advice now. Very curt. You give me advice. Give it to me. I give you question. You give me advice. Hurry. Okay. I'm a female in her late 20s who moved back home a year ago along with her older brother in his mid-30s. Our parents are generous enough to not charge us for rent or groceries while living at home, so I cook dinner most nights and do the majority of the house cleaning in return. We often invite my brother to eat with us, but because he's a picky eater, he often buys fast food on his own. I often find myself picking up after my brother, and I feel like his parent repeatedly asking him to do basic things like not leaving dirty dishes and empty pizza boxes out for days at a time. It caused ant problems a few times. Our parents will ask him repeatedly to do chores, and my brother will either throw an attitude or complain, so they have somewhat given up. This guy's mid-20s? Mid-30s. Holy fucking shit. My brother was dating his girlfriend for four years, and she really went above and beyond taking care of him, so we frequently reminded my brother that he has to reciprocate, but he didn't. He moved in with her and her parents in their home because it was closer to his job. We warned him not to move in if he wasn't planning to propose anytime soon, especially because they were a more traditional Asian household, but he shrugged it off like he didn't, like we didn't know what we were talking about. Six months later, he quit his job and moved back home and asked her mom to buy him an iPad so she had a way, way to use Wi-Fi at her house, house when she, he stayed over since he would have to use her old P- PC. Obviously, my mom laughed and said to buy it himself. He later had the audacity to ask me if I had any cute friends I could introduce him to to help your brother out, but they should also have a great personality and a steady job, but he was still in his relationship. What? What? That request made me feel uncomfortable, and he felt like some real loser shit. His girlfriend eventually dumped him last year, good for her, because she felt he took her for granted and wasn't serious about advancing their relationship. He never proposed, and we don't blame her. He now wants to buy a house, but mortgage payments on top of other living costs would leave him very little wiggle room financially, so my parents suggested that he finds a roommate and use their rent to help pay the mortgage, but he doesn't want to live with a roommate. When We, we then asked jokingly who's going to clean his new home, and he said he would, he would do it because he would be paying for his own house, but he doesn't have to clean our house now because he's not paying for it. <laughs> As a side note, my parents are fronting him $200,000 as a down payment for his own home. But mom wouldn't buy him an iPad. Oh my gosh. Mom, you got it flipped, bro. Get the kid an iPad and then be like, nah, I bought you your fucking iPad. I'm not getting your house. To be fair, how gracious of you, my parents were strict on him academically, but didn't didn't really reinforce other things. So it does make sense why he wouldn't listen now. He, he's also old enough, but he's also old enough to know better. My parents have come to terms with how he is and still actively try to have a better relationship with him, and I probably should too. I figure once he moves out on his own, he will become more mature and independent, but I worry about how it will play out in the future. He says that when our parents are old that I have to look after them and he's not going to do it. Obviously, things can change and he's still family, but I'm worried he might not have a relationship in the future seeing how strained ours is already and with what little respect I have for him left as an adult. I hope you guys can give some advice on how to handle strained family relationships. Sincerely, tired of shit. I think it goes beyond yeah. sibling, um, uh, I don't know, un- unbalanced sibling treatment, um, spoiled older sibling treatment. I-, I think that your brother might have like some mental issues. Like depression, maybe. No, or maybe like a more clinical issue. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, depression can be clinical, but... Um, like maybe like some social issues. Issues, yeah. He like needs... where he doesn't understand the way politeness and humans behave. Well, it sounds to me other? like he excuse makes like for why he's rude at home, and then he says like, "Well, I'll clean up when it's mine." So it's like, yeah, but the way he just bluntly says it like that means he doesn't 
really understand what's disrespectful about that or understand other people's feelings involved. It sounds like he might have uh, trouble understanding social cues. Well, maybe, yeah. And I, th- I just think he's been coddled like way too well, much. Well, that too, but I mean... And that's really bad for people. I know people that are coddled and de- definitely have a skewed uh, version, of perspective of how things should be in a certain sense of entitlement but this sounds beyond that yeah for sure this sounds like he's it's severe yeah i think i don't even know what to do here other than your brother needs to go to therapy or some shit yeah your brother needs to see a professional i think i think he he might need to get diagnosed or something i mean this that's that's like above and beyond yeah like you're mid thirties and you're that delusional that like you're in a relationship, living with your parents, telling your sister to hook her up with her cute friends, but they have to have a good personality and a steady job, and you're also in a relationship while living at your your parents' house. He just sounds like a fucking lazy. Either dude. he's trolling or he's like very inept socially. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't even think it's a mental thing. I think he's a fucking lazy ass. Cause like you have an uncle like that. Yeah, I do. Too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I there, are, I know someone like you think this. it's from coddling. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. My uncle was coddled so hard that he literally lives with my grandma now. Right, and he's like in his sixties. Yeah. Yeah, he's like sixty something. Wow. Wild shit. Man. Yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like some of these things though, it just feels I don't know. And I don't know your brother. And I don't know your life. And maybe you're, maybe you're just telling it from a bias perspective too because sure he's affecting you in this way right but uh but yeah it does it just sounds like a a more extreme version of it It sounds like you love your brother you have your reasons for loving your brother try to focus on those things right the good things as for why you like your brother but then don't let him walk all over you or step on you or hurt you yes yes agreed uh good luck (laughs) glad he's not my brother (laughs) yeah i mean that's the Man, like, I really wish parents would get that. I know a lot of parents are like, well, I don't want my kids to struggle. And that's why they coddle them growing up. Yeah, of course. But it really damages them and their ability to be a responsible, functioning adult later. Uh Uh-huh. Because they think everything, they should be taken care of all the time. And how can they deal with a crisis? Like, say he fucks up and the parents aren't in the picture anymore like because they, they're they gone. Well, they expect other people to take care of them. Yeah, right. Step in and so, take care of them. So say he fucks up on his house or the, the mm-hmm. mortgage goes under or something, like he's fucked. He's not going to have the mm-hmm. tools to get out of whatever situation he's in. Like, man. All right, this one's very interesting and we have to move on to it because I'm like, I need to know this one. Please help, Boyfriend Paid for Nudes Ooh. is the title. Okay, my boyfriend and I have been together for a year and a half. We moved pretty quickly and already lived together, and I'm four months pregnant. Wow. We've had a pretty good relationship for the most part. Yeah, congrats. But he often hides his phone from me and seems a bit secretive at times. Ooh, bad sign. We are friends on Venmo, and I clicked on his account and noticed he paid a random girl, and the caption was smiley face. Like, the actual, like, colon and parenthesis an emoticon if you will mm. um, I asked him about it and he originally said it was for a co-worker who he bought a growler beer from a growler of beer for, from I did some digging and noticed her insta was all pics of her practically naked I confronted him again and he admitted he paid her for naked pictures he apologized and said it has nothing to do with me and he was just bored which is weird because we have amazing sex he has a history of cheating in other relationships and now I'm super paranoid he's hiding stuff from me what should I do do I ask him if he's hiding under 
if he's hiding other things it's all i can think about but i'm worried he will just keep lying any advice you have would be extremely helpful thank you love you guys okay we love you love you too we're very proud of you for being pregnant that's fucking dope yeah that's dope he might be acting out of fear like you, you know he, it's he a might, big he, life he change want to have an escape or some shit exactly who the fuck knows yeah but just, just make sure that you know i mean it, you gotta trust him right like you gotta you gotta make sure that you trust this guy if you're gonna go forward with him and stuff i do believe that it doesn't have anything to do with you though i do too or your sex life i do too it's definitely his problem mm -hmm. that he needs to work on right so as long as you you trust him going forward that he's not gonna do this again or whatever like that and like check in with him by the way like like he's the one who messed up, right? Right. So the idea of checking in with him is just you trying to rebuild your trust over time. And then, and then he knows like why. That it's not like right. Like it's not that your sex life is bad and he's like looking to be satisfied in that area. It's that he's disrespecting you and yes. he's doing something out of quote unquote boredom that's hugely disrespectful to your and relationship. By the way, that girl who he got nudes from. She'll always see your relationship and go, oh, he, like, has a wandering eye. He, like, sucks yeah. or whatever. Like, you're – the whole image – It taints it. Yeah, it's tainted. And and you know that. So that's why you're talking to us. But but I'm just saying that it, it, this does have a ripple effect if you, if you don't – If it continues. Yeah, and if you don't establish the trust with him, make sure that he does know that he fucked up. And, and that really he put is, your foot down. Right. Yeah. I think that's big. Yeah, because he can't just brush it off and be like, oh, I was bored. I was so bored. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, it wasn't like, it's not something that I like wanted to do. It's just news. I could Google news. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, that's a tough situation, too. Especially a year and a half is like usually the make or break it point. But obviously you guys have committed to more than that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's usually the the time where you would see the little cracks in your relationship that would need to be fixed or worked on in some way and uh yeah that sucks that sucks man sorry man sorry dude sorry bro sorry pal sorry guy wish your dude wasn't being a shitty dude yeah buddy but he could be scared that like oh my gosh we've only been dating for a year and a half and it's moving so fast and she's already pregnant and like you know i'm still i'm still a man that like needs to look at sexy girls yeah it could be that i, I could be I don't desired know. or whatever the fuck it definitely needs to he needs to know that this cannot be something chronic that this cannot be like an ongoing thing that he happens. also needs to know that paying for nudes is fucking weak sauce yeah like who pays for that shit i'd be more ashamed of that i'm like true that's like guys who pay for porn i'm like that is uh embarrassing i know the only time that i've understood that is when it's like someone they've been following for a long time or like they feel like they know them they've like, been influenced yeah maybe it's a cam girl or maybe it's an influencer who just started an only fans or right. something like that that they are willing to pay pay for it but i mean there's a lot of free porn out there yeah, if you man, just like want to get your rocks don't off pay for this shit don't, yeah. you, don't you be out there so shelling out for that's this. actually what i'd be worried about is if it is something someone that he knows in real life and he's paying her for nudes true that's weird. True. Yeah, because then there's there's more than just a physical connection, but an emotional one that he's developed because he knows her. Yeah. Yeah. That gets slippery. But I hope you I hope you check him. Just make sure that you put your foot down and check him. And wreck him if you gotta. Yeah.
All right. Accutane. This sounds up your alley. All right. Let's go. Hey, guys. Really love your podcast. It's great. Thank you. In the episode I just listened to, Steve mentions ordering Accutane online. I've done two cycles already and had no issues, so I would like to do a third one without having to go through the whole process. Would it be possible to know the website you ordered it from? It doesn't exist anymore. Damn. I I would tell you because I am that proactive. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. They, the feds cracked down on a lot of that stuff. Uh, I was doing this in 2007 is when I got illicit Accutane. And then I had to go full out of pocket, which cost me thousands of dollars mm. in 2013 uh, when I was getting a flare-up again. And so, and then you were with me at the time, and I would get it. I would have to go get do labs and all that kind of stuff. You have to do yeah. blood work and all this stuff. So and they have to make you send your life away, being like, "Yo, you could have suicidal thoughts." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I have suicidal thoughts because I've had acne my whole <laughs> life." But that's fine. And and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very, for those of you who are newer to the show, I'm very pro Accutane. So it it changed my life. I did four tours of Accutane, and uh, loved. I love it. I love that shit. It's a miracle drug to me. Yeah. All right. Sorry, he can't help you with that website. I'm so sorry. But get it the legit way. You're going to have to go to legit. worth it. Um, how do I forgive someone who fucked me over? Hey, Nikki and Steve. Love the, f- love the podcast. Several months ago, I got into an argument with a guy friend. It was small and petty argument that didn't warrant his response. He messaged me on my birthday and said that he wanted to plan our other friend's birthday party. I got irritated saying I wished he would at least tell me happy birthday because it was my birthday. He told me sorry, but he ended his apology by saying he had no time for people who felt entitled. I told him that he could never just admit to being in the wrong. After this, he blocked me on all social media and refused to talk to me. Two weeks after our initial argument, I approached him and apologized, even though I know that he's in the wrong. I felt like it wasn't some something to have a messy falling out with over, given how small the argument was. He responded by saying that he didn't want to talk about it, and he brushed it off. He continued to ghost me for 10 months. I eventually reached out to him. I asked him that he at least apologize for what he did to me, the ghosting, not the argument, because the fact that he ghosted me for so long over a stupid-ass argument and refused to communicate after that was hurtful and immature. He responded by saying that he had moved on and that he would not apologize because it was like opening an old wound for him, even though he admitted to a mutual friend that he knew he was in the wrong, but he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. What a pain in the ass. All of my friends have always disliked this dude since the very beginning, and they told me that I shouldn't be his friend because he's selfish and immature. This was before we even got into an argument. They just always hated him. I simply wanted an apology, and he wouldn't even give me that. At this point, I've decided that he's just a fucked up human, and I might never get an apology. So how do I forgive someone who isn't sorry? You guys have talked about about this before about how people fucked you over in the past but did those people ever apologize if not how did you get over it and stop being pissed at them thanks so much please keep me anonymous love you guys you don't stop being pissed at them that's the beauty <laughs> of it okay yeah I, I carry it with me to this day but it's just not it's not a destructive thing that gets in my way that's one person's perspective of it i have learned that forgiveness is for you not for them so for me carrying that toxicity in my heart like carrying that just that toxic energy, whether it's conscious or, or subconsciously, um, like just whenever I saw that person, like I would see them, they would pop up in other people's social medias that I was following. Uh, and it, it hurt me every time. And if I didn't forgive them and truly take some time out to be like, I forgive you for what you did to me, even if they'll never apologize, they'll never own up to it, they'll never accept responsibility. It alleviated that weight for me that I don't have to carry that around, that I don't have to carry around what they did to me. You're not you know? always going to get a perfect period at the yeah. end of the sentence where it's like, 
this person will apologize to you. Somebody could die before they apologize to you. And then what are you going to do? You're just fucking swirling around like I never get my apology. Like it's got to be it's a one way street, man. And that happens to people. Yeah, for sure. Where they fuck up more than that. And they they don't get closure. Yeah. So you have to the closure is is a one way valve, man. It's like you at least for me, this is how I was able to forgive somebody, even though it was pretty hard because I'm I feel like when people don't do the right thing, when they don't just like man up and fucking be an adult human being and confront you and be like, hey, sorry, I did that. You know, correct. I lose all respect for them. And that's what makes me pissed off is that I'm just like, I can't believe I respected you enough to get hurt by you. Mm -hmm. And I and so what helped me is just understanding that they're not in a place in their life where they are that mature. Like they haven't grown to that place in their life. And that's sad. And I more so pity them then I am angry at them. Yeah, you and then I'm like, I I forgive you, you sorry human being. Yeah, you don't have to dumb yourself down to their level and wait for their stupid mind to come up with an apology for you. Yeah. You have to write them off a little bit. Yeah, and, and go, be like, no. well, if you were a bigger human being, then you would have done this, but you didn't. And so um, I forgive you. I don't have time for people like you. And so, you know, you're forgiven. Bye. Correct. Goodbye. And then Move they don't on. exist anymore. Move on. Yeah. Look at me, move. And now, on. genuinely, when I see them pop up in in social media or whatever, I I don't feel anger. I don't feel any sort of tension. I just am like, oh, hope they're doing well. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I know you don't. I really don't. <laughs> Especially one of the people that you're talking about right now. Uh huh. I only want the worst for them. Yeah, I think that that energy. I I did that for, you know, before in my past, and that energy just hurt me. It, I get it. Yeah. But for me. I see it. I see it behind their eyes. Every time I see them, I see it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, life's getting you. Life's getting you good, finally. A little bit of revenge. I think the, the less I pay attention to them, eventually their own karma will catch up to them, but I don't have to be on the sidelines watching it. Oh, it's catching up, girl. <laughs> it's catching up. I'm on the sidelines with a big fucking foam number one hand, <laughs> and I'm like, woo, let's fucking go. <laughs> this is fun for me. Damn, you're like watching them walk the plank. Yep. <laughs> Off into their own demise. Yep. I got fucking t-shirts on. I got the sport thermos. I got the whole thing. I'm a big fan. Big well, fan of the team. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So there's two routes to go. I mean, for Steve, anger fuels him. For me, it brings me down. So I would rather just let live and let live and let people have their own paths to becoming more developed people. I would say that 95% of all my trolling videos were shots fired at somebody. Hmm. <laughs> It's great fuel. Yeah. If, if you if you use it in a productive way. Yeah. Or a type of person. If it wasn't. It just was, a, but exactly. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily a specific person, but a type of person that yeah. has pissed me off in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So two ways to go about it. Choose your path. Choose your destiny. Um, I think that for me, forgiveness is more healing for you than it will be for them. I think that forgiveness is a. a, a I don't know. Is a river I, in it's a, Idaho. It, it's a dragon, I guess, that exists, but I don't believe in it. All right. This one is mental illness and opening up to the family. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I'm a big fan and I've looked up to you and the JK crew like older siblings for like six years. So I need some advice. Okay. I'm 20 years old. Wow. So you started watching when you're like 14. That's right. Cray. I'm 20 years old, but had this issue almost all my whole life and it's gotten a lot worse. P.S. I'm sorry about it being long. I have no control. My mind just goes when I'm starting writing. Oh my gosh. This is really long. Okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna work through it. Okay. okay. Um, to start off, my mom is the closest relationship I have in my family. I don't quite feel that much towards anyone else. So when I started opening up to my mom in eighth grade and developing a good relationship through the years, you could say it was a big deal. It was like you're the only one that knows a secret, and everyone around would come close to killing you for it. Uh, we went through a lot of the same struggles, whether it was something she also went through growing up or it was growing incredibly mentally or physically ill from living with her ex-boyfriend for 17 years together. I opened up to her about a lot of things and she would listen to me and understand my pain. There is nothing but anxiety that runs through me when I'm with my family and she knows that. She knows how much her ex-boyfriend mentally and emotionally hurt my brother and me. But recently, maybe for the past six months to a year, she's been different. She takes their side more when it comes to me being called lazy or called bad things because I smoke weed. She doesn't ask me if I'm okay anymore, and when she does, she doesn't hear me out. I understand dealing with a 20-year-old living at home is hard, and I hate it, but also I have so much trauma and mental issues that I haven't been able to deal with. We've been moved out of my mom's ex-boyfriend's house for two years, and my breakdowns have gotten worse and worse. The pro of living here is that I have a little more room to have more good days, and I don't have that many triggers, but the downfalls haven't gotten better. And a month into moving in, I was drinking heavy again and ended up telling them I wanted to kill myself and I need therapy or rehab. They told me I didn't want that and now don't understand why I'm the same in the same position two years later. It makes it very hard to work any jobs because no matter how hard I try, my anxiety with customers or public areas skyrockets so high they start feeling suicidal. I try my hardest to open up to my mom and try to set up doctor's appointments to get checked out and maybe get some medication slash therapy. She says, yeah, and then forgets or completely brushes me off when I ask about it again. I guess I should add she's also a functioning alcoholic, so most... Almost everything she says to me right now seems like a lie since one night she'll be supporting me in something and the next time I bring it up she is almost pissed at me. All she wants to do is talk about guys that she wants to hook up with or guys that she's talking to at the moment. I used to open up to her about my sex life and would fight back if she tried to shame me about my body count or something and I now I, I made her into a lustic whore. If I had a dime for every time I had to nod and grin at this woman's phone screen because she's showing me a 50-something year old guy ugly ass bikers yeehaw motherfuckers she found on facebook's dating app i have a lot of fucking dimes anyways sorry so what so i just what should i say to her i'm so fucking depressed over it thanks love you guys you um, need professional help for sure yes and uh your, and your mom needs professional your help. mom needs professional help and you're not going to take no for an answer and, and really that's all you can do is just push it every time you see her push it push it push it push it push it yeah i mean if it, it can't be a conversation that can be skirted anymore, you, you, there's no carpet to pick up to, to sweep this under, right? Anyway. Oh, point being, professional help, professional help, professional help. Yeah, definitely. You need, you need it. You're 20 years old, so you can make your own decisions. Uh, you don't have to rely on her to take you to a doctor's office. Maybe it has something to do with money or finances or something. Um, but I mean, scrape together. If you, you you have a job, so I mean, scrape together 100 bucks and really see a see a psychologist or a therapist or a psychiatrist or someone and don't forget about the suicide hotline it's completely free yes like like sounds like you've had those thoughts and that's kind of the road that you feel like you maybe are on and we'll list it in the description too you can call that yeah because uh, it sounds pretty serious and it's not hokey either that's a good that's a good service yeah like you can really get something out of that uh if, if you feel that way mm -hmm. and we're rooting for you totally and then also uh you know, it sounds like your mom's an alcoholic or a functioning alcoholic from what you've said. Um, she also has this um, thing that it's like the, the friend mom thing where like she's your best friend, but she's not really being a mom to you. Like she's not being a parent. And obviously you feel like a lot of your 
issues have stemmed from trauma that you had from her ex-boyfriend. So you didn't feel like she protected you and did a apparent job of making you feel safe in your own home. So she she needs to get help for that for sure. But also you need to get help because you were raised by a friend mom rather mm -hmm. than a mom mom, like a maternal figure. Yeah, maybe you don't feel like you have anywhere to go, right? Because yeah. of that. Like your your house is almost your depression zone. Yeah. So if you can uh, find a place that is not that your Environment. house, yeah. I think that that's a very good place to start as well if you can get there. Yeah. Um, but so, something to think about. Yeah, but something with people though. Absolutely. Yeah. But professional help first and foremost. Professional help for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't stress that enough. I think that... Um, Anyway, you got to cut it. If you got to take public transportation to get there, you know, whatever it is that is stopping you from getting professional help. Um, there's even organizations that can help you fin finance professional help. So, and I know. promise you that as low as you might feel right now, you you will get out of it. You will. You just have to take that first step, and that's the hardest one. Yeah. So, we had a listener take their own life a couple months ago. Right. And uh you know they're they're missed. So don't be one of those. Um we 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 love you and we're we're rooting for you. Yeah. Um yeah, and definitely check out that hotline that's in the description if you really feel that way uh and you're having those thoughts. And we hope that you I don't think that we could actually give you the help that you act that you need no you need the real deal you shit. need the real stuff real deal shit yes we are we try to steer people down the right path we can't help with that we're wise men right but we are not wise enough for this situation no yeah we know our boundaries as wise men but we but we got love for you yeah we do you are loved you deserve love you are worthy go seek help professional help um all right i think that is that's a good array of advice mm -hmm. and uh, topics that we've touched on today um i hope that helped out um all of you that submitted questions and then anyone that could relate to any of those people because i feel like i try to pick topics or i try to find titles at least that uh are something that i think a lot of people could relate to and i hope that did something for you and if you like this podcast please share with your friends yes. please rate Spread it, it on itunes give us Helps all we need all the help Please, we need all the help. And, you know, we want to keep as many listeners as we can. The reason why I just said that, we want to keep as many listeners as we can so that we can continue selling ads to them. We do want to sell you we, ads. We, we just need as many of you as possible to we sell as many need ads to as possible. We told the advertisers, yep. we're going to sell these ads. We, we, hey, we got a certain number we're going to meet. We are going to sell these. And we need as many people <laughs> as possible. Thank you very much. I honestly have never advertised something that I didn't actually like. Same. Yeah. So whatever we said at the break, we trust it. We, and we love it. <laughs> and we love it. Okay. Yeah. So eat dicks. And we love it more than all of you <laughs> as well. <laughs> I don't know about that. This is how I cope. Oh, okay. This is okay. how I cope. That's nice. Good coping mechanism. Thank you. All right. Well, also subscribe so you don't miss any of this. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye.